Alex calls out, in case I didn't hear his question over the noise of Georges Bizet's Carmen that's blaring from our car's speakers. A few minutes ago, he and Ellen were singing along, having adapted the words somewhat. Stuck, stuck in traffic, traffic, stuck, stuck in traffic, traffic, stuck, stuck in traffic, traffic jam. Stuck, stuck in traffic, traffic, stuck, stuck in traffic, traffic jam, traffic jam, traffic jam. Mom! Ellen yells behind me. Dad's talking to you. I think your mother's in a trance, Elle. Must be the heat. It would never occur to Alex to turn off music in order to speak. For him, silence is there to be packed as full as possible, like an empty bag. There's something that he does, has for as long as I've known him, is singing. Opera. He travels all over the world, is away for one week in every three on average, and loves every second of his home is where the premiere is existence. Which is lucky. If I didn't know he was idyllically happy with his hectic, spotlit life, I might not be able to enjoy my nothing to the full. I might feel guilty. As it is, we'll be able to share our contrasting triumphs without either of us resenting the other. Alex will tell me that he managed to squeeze four important calls into the time between the airline staff telling him to switch off his phone and them noticing that he disobeyed them and telling him again, like they really meant it this time, I'll tell him about reading in the bath for hours, topping up with hot water again and again, almost too lazy to twist the tap. I press the off button on the CD player, unwilling to compete with Carmen, and tell Alex about my little question-and-answer fantasy. He laughs. Ellen says, You're a nutter, Mum. You can't say nothing. You'll scare people. Good. They can fear me first, then they can envy me, and wonder if they might take up doing nothing themselves. Think how many lives I could save. No, they'll think you're a depressed housewife who's going to go home and swallow a bottle of pills. Abandoned and neglected by her jet-setting husband, Alex adds, wiping sweat from his brow with the sleeve of his shirt. No, they won't, I say not if I beam blissfully while describing my completely empty schedule. Ah, so you will say more than nothing. Say you're a stay-at-home mum, Ellen advises. Or you're taking a career break after a stressful few years. You're weighing up various options. But I'm not. I've already chosen nothing. Hey! I tap Alex on the arm. I'm going to buy one of those year planner wall charts, a really beautiful one, and stick it up in a prominent place so that I can leave every day's box totally empty. 365 empty boxes. It'll be a thing of beauty. You're so annoying, Mum. Ellen groans. You keep banging on about this new life and how everything's going to be so different, but it won't be because... You... You're incapable of changing. You're exactly the same. Still a massive zealot. You were a zealot about working and now you're going to be one about not working. It'll be so boring for me. And embarrassing. Pipe down, pipsqueak. I say in a tone of mock outrage. Aren't you, like, supposed to be, like, only thirteen? 
I haven't said like for ages, actually, apart from to express approval. Ellen protests. That's true, she hasn't, says Alex, and she's frighteningly spot on about her drama queen mother. Tell me this, if you crave tranquility as you claim to, why are you daydreaming about starting fights with strangers? Good point, Ellen crows. Fights? What fights? Don't feign innocence. Not feigning, I say indignantly. Alex rolls his eyes. Aggressively saying nothing when people ask you what you do, making them feel uncomfortable by refusing to qualify it at all or explain. Not aggressively, happily saying it. And there's nothing about nothing to explain. Smugly, Alex says.